Hello and welcome, 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 or welcome back if you have been here before to the Let's Talk Hair podcast uh, from Comb Education. My name is Araz Nelson. I'm your host, and I'm so excited that you are taking some time out of your busy day, of your busy schedule to get in some perspective, to get in some education. Uh, Combed Education for me is a platform that I created to help elevate and level up this industry. And this podcast is one of my ways of contribution. Uh, This is an industry I've been a part of for a very long time. And it has been so amazing to me and it's one of my goals to just be able to give back. So this week we are talking all about money, honey. Uh, It's funny to me because I think a lot of stylists, in my experience anyway, a lot of us are like humble and the humility is real and we don't really talk about money and we don't really talk about our goals. Uh, And a lot of us don't say out loud that we want to be wealthy. And I'm here to tell you that there is absolutely nothing wrong with having that goal with having a goal of being a six-figure stylist, having a goal of making $10,000 a month, whatever it is, making money is part of the reason why we chose to go into business for ourselves, right? A lot of you guys listening are sweet owners. Um, Maybe you're just starting out in your career. Maybe you've been at it for a while, but at the end of the day, you are a business owner, and I'm here to tell you this, nobody gets into business to not make money. And so I think it's such a taboo and like taboo topic and nobody talks about it. I openly talk about money. I openly talk about my money goals. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But as a as a society, as a culture, we've been like conditioned to not talk about money. You don't talk about money. And like, why the fuck not? If you have big goals and big dreams, talk about it. And so what I wanted to do is talk about money this week. And not just money behind the chair, but the money that you can make as a stylist beyond the chair. The majority of the wealthiest people that I know personally have a few things in common, and one of which is what I wanna discuss today, and that is multiple streams of income. So as stylists, especially if you're already considered a successful stylist, or you've been at it and you're, you're, you know, Say you are making whatever amount of money that your goal was, maybe you feel like you're capped at generating income and a lot of us are like, okay, well, the only way that I can give myself a raise, the only way that I can increase my revenue behind the chair is by raising my prices, okay? So that's one way. And I will, just me personally, I will suggest doing that, especially, hear me out, especially if you are booked out and in high demand. So don't raise your prices just for the fuck's sakes of raising prices, right? There's got to be a reason behind it. So if you've committed to educating yourself over the last couple of years and you feel like your skill set has elevated, you raise your prices. If you are in demand, people are trying to book with you and you're booked out five, six weeks, you've got a wait list and you know, you're that high in demand, it's time you raise your prices, It irks me, and I'm sorry, please don't get offended if you're one of these stylists, but if you have it like in your Instagram bio or you claim not accepting new clients, you are imprisoning yourself. If you're not wanting to take on new clients because you're so booked in high demand, um, hello, raise your prices, make space for the clients that are going to pay you more 
and filter out the clients that don't want to pay those high prices. Because when you eliminate those clients who don't want to pay and you replace them with clients that do want to pay, hi, you're giving yourself a raise. It's just, it's a no brainer. So to those of you, this is totally off tangent, but like to those of you who are saying that my books are closed and I'm not accepting new clients, it's not cool. It's not prestigious. It's not lucrative. It's actually a really stupid business move for you to close your books because what happens when, because again, I've been doing this for a long time. Clients move, clients leave, clients for whatever reason fall out of love with you. It's nothing personal, but if you're not on your A-game or, or I mean, even if you are on your A-game, some clients just want a little variety. They want a little spice. So if you have closed your book to new clients and you are only servicing the clients that you have and you don't have a wait list and you don't have a strategy in place, you're digging yourself into a really big grave, a deep hole that's going to be really hard to get out of because what's going to happen is when clients leave or they move or something happens, now you don't have clients to fill in that spot. So think of clients as a currency, right? Like money. In order to make money, you have to spend money. This is my ideology. My husband disagrees, but that's besides the point. It's the same thing with clients. You've got to keep an influx of clients and they've got, it's got to be a currency. So when you raise your prices, then the clients who don't want to pay those prices will find somebody else and you can now service new clients that are higher paying. It's just a different thought process. Anyways, Oh, that was a tangent I was not prepared for, but I'm glad it came out. And hopefully it's getting you thinking a little bit. If you are one of those stylists that are like, oh, I'm not taking new clients. Please don't do that. Please reevaluate your strategy. Give yourself a raise, please, please. Okay. So with all of that being said, there are some of you who don't want to increase your prices. Mostly it's out of fear, but maybe you're not at a position where you can increase your prices. Maybe you haven't been taking education. Um, whatever it is, right? If you don't want to raise your prices, out of fear, we'll talk about that later, but if you don't want to raise your prices, the thing is increasing your price is just one way to make more money. So what I want to discuss today are some other possibilities for you to generate more income in your business. As usual, this is just perspective for you to think on. So take what works, leave what doesn't. And if you don't like any of these, that's cool. You don't have to come at me with hate. Like this is my perspective and I'm offering it to you to get you to maybe start thinking a little bit differently. So the number one, number one, hands down, number one, let me say it one more time. Number one way for you to make more money in your business is to sell retail. It blows my mind absolutely blows my mind how many of you are not consistently selling retail so many of you listening are in a salon suite or are in a salon where you can make money from selling retail but especially those of you in a salon suite please hear me loud and clear 100 percent of the profit that you make from selling retail goes to you if I could, like, it's such a, it's such a no-brainer to me. But there's a lot of you afraid of it, and I get it. Okay, I was there. I'm going to give you a little bit of unsolicited advice on selling retail. Number one, it's a mindset. So if you're coming from that mindset of I am selling something, 
And a lot of us hairdressers, we're creators, we're not salespeople. So if you believe that selling retail is selling, you're gonna have a really hard time getting your clients to purchase products. Versus if you shift just the narrative in your head from, oh, I'm not a good salesperson, I don't wanna sell, to I am providing uh, assurance of my work, I am guaranteeing my service, and I'm giving my client options to maintain their hair at home. Most clients are clueless on what to buy, shampoo and conditioner wise. So they will buy whatever's being marketed to them, or they will buy whatever their influencer friend or influencer person is using. But at the end of the day, you are the hairdresser. You are the, the, the person, the, like the guru, their guru for hair. And so when you don't even recommend something to them, they're kind of out there like not knowing what direction to take and then they're getting targeted and retargeted by marketing. So number one, change your mindset on I am selling to no, you are providing them what they need. Do not ever assume what your client can and cannot afford. This is a big mistake. Um, you are selling them products for them to maintain the beautiful work that you just did. So please don't let them go home and wash it down the drain with some Pantene or Aussie. Like we're not, we're not doing that. Okay. Tell them what you're using and why you're using it. Right. And at the least, at like the bare minimum, make sure they take home a shampoo and conditioner. The support products are great. But not everybody uses leave-in or texture spray or wax or pomade or gel or whatever. Everybody uses shampoo and conditioner. Every single client of yours in their shower has a bottle of shampoo and conditioner. Why are they not purchasing it from you? You are, in fact, the hair expert. You do their color. You cut their hair. You know their hair. So you know what they need. So selling retail is not even, I mean, I know it's, it is it is a way to make money beyond the chair, but it shouldn't even be an option. My goal when I first went into my first salon suite was to pay my rent selling retail, and I did. So selling retail can actually be a huge second source of income for you if you could just get past your fear of, I don't want to sell, I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to force that. You're not forcing shit, guys. You are telling them what you're using, why you recommend it, why you think it's going to be beneficial for their hair, and you assume that they're going to take it home. Simple as that. So selling retail, number one way on how you can make money beyond the chair. Now, number two is uh, create your own product line. What? Does that sound scary? Like, what the fuck? I'm not going to do that. Okay, so... I understand that if the idea of selling retail scares you, then creating your own line to retail may take uh, some of the anxiety away. Here's why. It may also bring in some anxiety because you're like, how the hell? But let me tell you. So at the end of the day, your clients are already supporting you in your space. They are coming to see you to get their hair done. So why would they not want to buy the products that you made? Why would they not want to support your products? So this actually doesn't have to be as financially daunting as it seems. Surprisingly, it's quite easy to create your own salon brand of products through various private label manufacturers. And it's definitely not as expensive as creating a line from scratch. This is not for everybody. 
But if you have a little bit of money to invest, this is something that can make you a lot of money down the road. Like you don't necessarily have to sell it to the industry, but if you create a great product line through a private label company, that's a really good way to sell it to your clients without forcing another brand. Like they are supporting you anyways. Um, another way to make money beyond the chair is brand affiliation. So thanks to social media, it is easier than ever to connect yourself with a brand right now. So many brands are often looking for brand affiliates, brand ambassadors, stylists to help spread the word about their brand. And honestly, this could be anything from companies who manufacture color to companies who make foils and balayage boards and clips and even independent educators are offering affiliate links. I have an affiliate link with Combed Education. So if you've taken the fundamentals and you love it, I will support that. So this is great for a few reasons. So number one, sometimes maybe you won't be making money being affiliated with certain brands, but generally some brands will um, comp you products in exchange for your partnership. So say you come on board as a sponsored artist for a color company, right? Maybe they're not gonna pay you, they're not gonna hire you as an employee, but maybe they'll send you a couple hundred dollars worth of product a month in exchange for two or three posts. So that extra two or three hundred dollars worth of product you're now getting for free. So that's saving you money, essentially increasing your revenue. And then some companies will pay you like a percentage if your affiliate link is used. And you can actually re like make really good money depending on the company. So again, if you've taken the fundamentals, you wanna be an affiliate, let me know, I pay. Because I love what I have to offer and if you love it and you wanna spread the word, I wanna compensate you for that. I would never expect that for free. Okay, number four, you can become a brand educator. So if becoming an educator has always piqued your interest, maybe like for me, when I was in beauty school, I went to my first hair show and I saw the platform artists and I was like, oh, that's so cool. Now, I wouldn't want that now, but the idea of sharing and teaching and educating piqued my interest very, very early on in my career. So I'll tell you this. Brands, manufacturers, and distributors are always looking for great educators. Believe me when I tell you this, I've worked with manufacturers, I've worked with brands, I've worked with distributors. They are looking for solid educators and depending on um, your levels of experience, sometimes you don't even need experience. You can get booked to do a few classes a month to doing a few classes a week and sometimes it includes travel. It's all depending on the brand. So we always say this though, nobody gets into brand education to make like serious money from the get-go, but it's a great way to supplement some income, especially on the days that you don't typically work behind the chair. So if you don't work in the salon on Monday, Mondays are huge education days. That's when stylists like to take classes. So if you become an educator, instead of sitting at home, scrolling Instagram and doing your laundry on a Monday, you could go teach a class, make a couple hundred bucks. And over time, the more classes you do, the more money you're going to make, right? So becoming an educator for a brand or a distributor is a really great way to get your feet wet in the education realm. And you're going to probably get some really great, amazing knowledge and amazing training. Um, I started educating for a brand about 16 or 17 years ago, and I learned so much along the way that I highly recommend. If you're interested in getting into education, start with a brand. 
everything is already fundamentally set up for you the trainings the learning the facility all that so great great way to get your feet wet in this realm of education and it's a great way to make a little bit of extra cash another really good option is salon merch i know a couple of people who have killed it at salon merch so Along with product sales and maybe even creating your own line, selling salon merchandise is a really great way to make some extra cash and it's fun and it's cute. So in line with these, this idea of, you know, your clients are already supporting you. They're coming to your space to get their hair done. So most likely they're going to want to support whatever other venture that you have. So creating some really cute merch that's branded with your salon logo, or if you have a salon phrase, this is gonna score you some extra cash, especially during the holiday seasons. And, and, and win, win, they will be a walking advertisement for your business. I'm a huge fan of merch. I went to a Lizzo concert, I bought Lizzo merch. I went to a Backstreet Boys concert, I bought Backstreet Boys merch. I went to an educator's class, I bought their merch. Like. I buy, I, buy, I buy all the merch, okay? And so a lot of people love repping their favorite brands or products or people. So creating merch, super great idea, not very complicated at all. Um, and then the last couple options of how you can make money beyond your chair, uh, these are a little bit more technical, however, can be very, very lucrative. Number one, independent education. So in the last decade, independent education has blown up and in my opinion, it's slowly taking over the industry. Maybe not even slowly, it's taking over the industry. So more and more stylists are looking directly to other stylists for guidance, for tips, for tricks, for business help, and so much more, right? And so if there is something that you are, and I'm gonna do a whole series on this down the road, but if there is something that you are great at, you are called for, you specialize in, um, and you find that people like when you post about it, independent education is a great option. Now, it's not that easy, right? And it takes some work. It takes some legwork, but can be very, um, like, very beneficial, honestly. And I know, um, let me think about it this way. If, okay, scratch that. More and more stylists are looking at other stylists for education at this point. And I know a lot of you are probably thinking, oh my God, the independent education market is so oversaturated. Everyone's already doing balayaging and painting and coming up with all these freaking fancy words for placement. But so what? Honestly, so what? There is no you in this industry already. So if there is a skill set or a service that you have mastered why not share it with the industry and help everyone else learn, right? So independent education can look so different from person to person, business to business. So I'm gonna outline a couple of ideas for you and how you can monetize them. So obviously the first like go-to is YouTube. It is a great way to grow yourself and your brand, okay? Creating videos on YouTube is perfect for those of you who are not interested in teaching in person. And there's a lot of learning that happens when you make YouTube videos and that learning will help you along your journey. So first you're gonna learn how to edit videos. Uh, second, you're gonna get better and better at teaching and speaking and communicating and facilitating. And lastly, if you play your cards right, you strategize correctly, you can make some serious cash on YouTube. But the key is consistency. You can't just stop after three, four, five videos or three, four, five months, okay? 
You've got to stay consistent, period, end of story. Option two is a podcast. So I don't monetize my podcast. This is a contribution for me to this industry. I do it because it's fun for me. It doesn't seem like work. I love it. Some people monetize their podcast. So if you're listening to anybody's podcast and there's ads, they're monetizing it. Okay. So if you're into creating some independent education, a great tool is a podcast. And I'm going to tell you this little secret. It's not as difficult as it may seem depending on what your expectations are. So as it stands right now, I don't have intro music. I don't have all the fancy stuff because for me, this is a passion project. It's not something I want to monetize. So I'm not spending money into it. I'm just putting my time into sharing my knowledge. But it's not as difficult as you may think. There's so many different platforms that you can host your podcast on. Um, Thing is, you just got to find your niche and talk about it. That's it. Trust me. Over time, more and more people are going to start subscribing. More and more people are going to start listening to. And if you want, at that point, you can monetize your podcast and start making some extra money with not a lot of work on your end. If you already love what you're talking about, just talk about it on a microphone and record yourself. Okay, there's so many platforms, so many avenues. It's not that difficult. Um, See, online education. So... Online education in and of itself is so varied, right? There are online classes, um, like on Kajabi or Teachable. That's what I do with the fundamentals. You could do online webinars, live or pre-recorded. That's on Zoom or EverWebinar. There's so many platforms for webinars. You could create a subscription site and upload videos weekly with a monthly charge. You could create a paid Facebook group, a Patreon page, a private Instagram page. I mean, really anything. Do a little bit of research and find something that's doable for you and roll with it. There will be a lot of learning along the way. I am a testament to that. But ultimately, online education is such a great way to make extra money while still being very, very involved in the industry. Um, I opted for online education. I opted for a pre-recorded class on Kajabi. It's definitely more than just online education with the fundamentals. I've combined online learning with full immersion, um, hands-on learning, and that is what the fundamentals is. If you're interested, you can go to combededucation.com slash the fundamentals. Maybe it'll inspire you to create something that your niche is, right? Um, I chose to go that route because I love online learning. I love learning at my own pace, in my own space. I like to be able to rewatch the content over and over and over again. Um, For me, an in-person class is great for certain things, but once that in-person class is done, it's done. Like you don't get to rewatch it. You don't get to revisit it. All you have left is your memories and your notes. So if it's something very, very technical, I like to have access to it, which with the fundamentals, you have lifetime access. And so that's why I went with that avenue. But any of it is fine. A live webinar, a pre-recorded webinar, an in-person class, an online, like whatever you choose to do. But the online version of it is very, very easy. Another reason I chose online is I'm not a huge fan of traveling to teach. It's, I'm going to tell you this, okay? It looks so glamorous online. It looks like it's, oh my God, they're traveling. They're going to this city. and It's fucking exhausting. If it's for you, cool. It's not 100% for me. So I wanted to be able to give you guys access to what I'm teaching without having to have access me getting on a plane, coming to your space, okay? Anywho, 
explore your options. And I think what all of this kind of goes back down to is, are you open-minded or are you closed-minded? And I hate to be that bold about it, but that's really what it is. If you're open-minded to making more money beyond the chair, to generate more revenue, to make more income, just being open-minded to it, what I mentioned today, it might spark something in you, right? Or you'll see books or blog articles will pop up and where you're like, oh, that it will come to you. But when you're closed-minded and you're negative and you're like, oh, I'm not making a lot of money, this industry, like you're not going to find solutions. When you are open, the solutions come. When you're closed-minded, all you see is problems. So these are all just, you know, ideas to get the wheels rolling in your mind. Um, if you are looking to increase your take home, I want you to take some time and just really explore some of these options. I'm not saying you have to do any of them. I'm not saying you have to do all of them. You can do with this information whatever you want with it. But if you're wanting to make more money, there are options. So I want you to take some time and explore some of these options. You literally have nothing to lose and everything to gain from trying and failing and trying and failing and trying and succeeding. But the key is you've got to start. Start thinking about how you can create more income. Think about what you want your life to look like once you have, this is all manifestation 101 guys, but you've got to start. You have to take action. Make sure that making more money, if this is a goal for you, is on like the forefront of your mind. And you're going to see, you're going to see when it's on your mind. Like I remember for a long time, I had a hundred dollar bill taped to my desk as a reminder that like money is on my mind. I need to increase my revenue. I need to make more money. Like it was a trigger for me. So make sure that it is on the forefront of your mind and you're going to see that ideas are just going to start rolling in. Again, this is literally manifestation 101. I'll do another episode on that. Um, but keep it on the forefront of your mind. Start just thinking about how can I make more money? How can I make more money? How can I generate more income? How can I scale my business? Like, And then the ideas just start coming. It's wild. So with that, happy business building, happy hair coloring, cheers to your success behind the chair and beyond. Um, and for any of you who are interested in educating and or building any kind of indie education company, if you're looking for some guidance, please reach out to me. I have learned a lot a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So you can definitely hit me up. Send me an email, laraz at combededucation.com. Hit me up on the gram at this is Araz, and I am more than happy to help you out. I hope this was insightful for you. I hope that you got some aha moments. I hope that uh, my goal was to really just kind of spark a little, a little something in your mind and you take that and you run with it and you make that money and please do not be ashamed of wanting to be a wealthy stylist there is nothing wrong with wanting to make money got it i'll see you guys next time